and we're live hi guys welcome to another episode of the Nigerian sports fan podcast i'm your host david and um some football happened in the last three four days we had um the europa league winners decided everton securing their status in the premier league for the next season the title race between liverpool and man city go on i mean if, if southampton had if liverpool had dropped points southampton on tuesday night on Tuesday night, yes, it would have been a very different conversation. Wednesday night, from the yeah, it a very different conversation by now. But uh, Liverpool were able to get a win, and now we're gonna get a final day um, tie. Yeah, and um, in other news, we our big story today. We're gonna talk about the Mbappe transfer saga. Um, just when we thought it decided that it's gonna be done in the white kit of Real Madrid next season. And I was seeing stories that he could stay at PSG. I'm going to give my thoughts on that and I'm going to talk a bit more about that in our big story today. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. And we are starting with the Aston Villa Burnley game. This game ended 1 1. Um, Aston Villa coming to this game with nothing to play for, and Burnley, they haven't a lot to play for. I think a win would have been very good for them. Because by joining this game, they are 35 points with leads on the same game. So their safety is st- still going to go down to the, to the wire in the last day. So, and you know, Aston Villa on the other hand, right? I would say them, they've, they, their targets were not really reached this season, if we're being honest, right? The moves they made in the summer sort of pointed at them wanting to challenge for European sports. Because I remember when they signed Martinez from Arsenal. Um, at the time when he was talking about there's no reason why they shouldn't go to European football, they shouldn't get European football, should not attempt to go get that. And then a lot of people laughed at him, but the moves they made in some are pointing in that direction. And obviously, Dean Smith should have done better, maybe, but then bringing in Gerard, probably for them to just service it and just probably build something with Gerard from what I'm observing, what they're probably trying to do. Even though they had some shaky form here and there, but that was just that's by the wayside though. But some people didn't really get their targets this season. However, staying safe is probably their Premier League status is enough for them. But Burnley needed to win this game, and Burnley took the lead. Um, they got a penalty and they scored the penalty. Um, penalty the foul on Maxwell Cornet from um, Buendia. Buendia was the assailant. And then, for me, yeah, listen, I w- I would say. Aston Villa, I wouldn't say, I don't know, I think because it's really a previous game, but let's say they want to beach or something because they I mean they couldn't go further higher than where they currently are, so they just probably want to just stay mid table for this season, though, and just you know, see out their position. Well, or it's just probably the fact that Gerard is just not what people are making him out to look like. You know, personally, I think Gerard is like another Lampard, good media PR, you know, he's, he's a media darling, right? Played for Liverpool, everybody talks good about him, and everybody's trying to make him look good and all that. You know, yes, he performed well at Rangers, did well at Rangers, I get it, but I mean, it's a whole different ball game managing the Premier League and some of his form, his form across the different, his form, right, in the last few games, even since when he joined, his form hasn't really been as good as it should be, but obviously the media is not really paying attention to him as they want to, they probably give less him of the hooky very easily. And that's probably why most people are not really talking about how he's not really performing as well as people are expecting or as he was hyped up to be. Right, I mean, so now I must be saying, oh, the final day of the season, um, Aston Villa need to beat Man City, and Liverpool have to win their game for Man City, for Liverpool to win the league. 
but they're pointing out to Gerard's um, allegiance to Liverpool and all that, right? But people are forgetting that um, Grealish has a clause in his contract where if Man City win the league, Aston Villa get I think 15 million. I'm, I'm seeing two figures. I'm seeing 15 million. I'm seeing 25 million. I don't know which one. Whichever way, Aston Villa are getting good money if Grealish if Man City win the league. So I, I don't think the conflict of interest point is going to come here because. Whether it comes of interest, I don't think it's going to stand very well because it's more about money or loyalty. Personally, I don't think it's, it's matter. I think it's just narratives around. It's just narratives people just like to create, though. But you know, this one sort of defeats the the aim of people saying, "Oh, Jerry's going to try and win," you know, um, because of Liverpool. Well, he's going to try to win anyways because it's football. I don't expect him to go there and you know just roll over for Man City. But if you're going to raise that point, and then what about the fact that oh, the money by them Man City winning the league needs money. They need they will get earn money if Man City win the league. And, but anyways, back to the game. Um Burnley had a chance to go two one up. Um although that was a goal line clearance from Tyron Ty- Ty- Minks. Well that's a goal line clearance where he was in the goal, so he just probably blocked it from Vegas and you know one one. And even though Burnley got, got a man sent off, um Westwood got sent off. I think one one uh, is a fair point for Burnley away. And Burnley have to go do it on the last day. And them tied tied on points with Leeds United, it's not gonna be easy. To be fair, it's not going to be easy, but I, 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 the fact, but the fact that it's not decided sort of makes people have something to look forward to. The title race, the top four race, and now the trying relegation spot. You know, these are reasons people have to just look forward and say, okay, you know, if you ask me, you know, between the two teams, who I prefer to get relegated? Okay, let me not say it like that. Who I want to stay up? Listen, listen, I have a source of both like Leeds and Burnley, and that's why it's a very difficult situation for me. I'm I'm sort of upset at Burnley for how they um, treated Sean Dyche. It was hard done by, you know, and their style and their Brexit football and everything. I sort of have a soft spot for the Brexit football. It's just because it's like you know you know like this internet troll. They're like this internet troll that you just can't. But they are just trolling. You know, on the troll side, it's funny. When I mean troll, it doesn't mean they, I'm not talking about business. I'm talking about riling you up. You know, as the opponent, you know, riling you up, pissing you off. You know, roasting. So Burnley, this team that you should be beating, but they are so difficult to beat because of the way they play, right? And that's why I look at Burnley because they know how to piss off some teams. And that's really what I enjoy about Burnley. Yes, they are playing their style, nothing wrong with it. I mean, obviously, they piss off sports before. <laughs> they pissed me off on Sunday. But that's just my take on Burnley, right? So, but with the Leeds United thing, their style of play, you know, it's sort of attractive and they go gongo. But they've considered 78 goals all season, right? Defensively, they've not been secure. So if they go down, it's not. And Odoja Kupu has had the love and the most saves this season. That's because they've gotten a lot of action. Because I mean, they play so open, so Mesley will be exposed to a lot of shots. But this is what I'm talking about. Like, if you consider the amount of goals, you know, staying up, you know, it's it's going to be more difficult. If you consider the amount of goals, I mean, most teams who tend to go down, they consider they consider a lot of goals. And surprisingly, Norwich are not the ones who consider the most goals. It's, it is Leeds, and that's why it's sort of surprising. But anyways, back to the the game though. Good point for, for Aston Villa, um, stay up and everything. Um, okay point for Burnley, final day, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and our next game here is Chelsea versus Leicester. Now, Chelsea-Leicester City here. Um, Chelsea, by drawing this game, getting one point, meaning that they effectively secure third place. Why do I say so? Well, um, the only way Chelsea will not get third place is if they lose their last game and Spurs beat Norwich 19-0, which is very, which is next to impossible. <laughs> So just have effectively secured third spot um, for the final day by joining this game. I think they had a chance to even score the second. Pulisic missing a setter, you know, but good goal and the good, good goal from Madison and um, equalizer from um, Alonso. Alonso, I mean, good finish. I think he has mastered that out of that left foot, left foot finish. But it's funny, Alonso is a very awful defender. 
but a very good finisher. It's very good going forward for for Chelsea, and that's probably one of the weird thing. But I think it's probably their best finisher. I think he's he's the best finisher actually, and and that's why it's funny. You know, he's their best finisher in the position he plays in. He's supposed to be good defensive, but he's not really good. He's very awful, and that's <laughs> Alonso. But it was a good win, good point for for Chelsea. Um, good point for Leicester. I think there's a, there's a, there's a, we have to have in that conversation here. Yeah. As Tuchel really had a good season. I don't think Chelsea have had a good season. Chelsea have not. They haven't had a good season. Had a good season this season because I saw the season. Everybody, most people tipped them for win the Premier League, right? On people's list, they were the ones. Why? Even including me, right? I'm happy that my prediction didn't come to pass for Chelsea. I'm very happy. <laughs> I saw the season, right? Chelsea had won the Champions League. You know, Champions League champions, um, um, Super Cup. They won it, so they went and got Lukaku. You know, so getting Lukaku sort of top scorer in the Serie A. So. It was like the final piece in their puzzle for them because during the last season they were really awful on different occasions i mean defensively they were good but offensively was their big problem offensively was their problem right so you'd expect that lukaku would be the guy who would come in and um you know score the goals for them and even after the first, his first game against arsenal when he, he really ran them ragged you would expect that oh it's gonna really happen and chelsea at the point where top of the league considered the least goals i think it could be i mean it was difficult to score them so, sort of. So Chelsea haven't really had a good season. They haven't really had a good season. Um, they've lost both of their finals, and now to, to, to end up getting third place, to end up scrapping for top four towards the end of the season, trying to scrap to keep their third spot. It's kind of a poor season. I mean, they failed to beat Liverpool and Man City. I think that's probably what made them. That's probably what made them unable to really compete. You know, if, if you're competing with those guys, you have to really beat, take points off them. Okay, fine, I get it. You know, Liverpool and Man City, although Liverpool and Man City didn't lose to each other. But they got points off Man of um, Chelsea. Both sides got points off Chelsea. Yes, they although Man City beat Chelsea home anyway. And then Man City and Liverpool, they just cancelled each other out. So both of them were really quite formidable each other. But in other words, I think I remember a tweet from um, somebody, I think it was Eugenio Cortez, that was his name. He said that Chelsea's system relies on, you know, their players, a lot of them having to concentrate on at the same time. So let's say maybe they are defense defensively first, right? So they defend and require a lot of concentration. Now, when fatigue comes in and when some of their players have to struggle, some of their players when like at least six of them have to concentrate, right? So when some fatigue comes in, mental fatigue, and then they are tired, they can't really focus on the on the game. Surely, you know, some players there's some lapses. Surely they would be they would be they would be run ragged and they'll be they'll be they'll be beaten. I mean, I should remember the game against um, Brentford at home when they lost four one. So I, I think those kind of things is probably what cost them. So I don't know, like it is it that the, the Champions League win Chelsea had. Yes, congratulations to them. You know, but even though there was an element of luck in the run, yeah, it was a deserved win. Let's be real, right? I don't you, you win Champions League. Yeah, this sort of backs up my point where I said that. I think the Champions League is easier to win than the league. I, I said this before, and, and I think it's one thing I really want to stand by, because like you need you require a sustained number of form. Chelsea in the league last season, yes, they were, but they lost five to two. I think they lost five to two went West um, West Brom last season at home. That was even when they were still in the Champions League race in closing. But so you can have a midweek run, a good midweek, good midweek where you have to plan, go away from home, know how to win your games, and know how to know the ones to just pick your battles wisely. And then in the league, if you don't have that sustained form, it's going to be difficult. So I think in it's 
it doesn't really mean a good season for Chelsea, but they just have to just secure their third spot and just keep it moving. Leicester, they haven't had a good season either. I mean, if you look at probably the targets they were having this season, the sites they set, I mean, they were trying to get top four. Although in the last two seasons, prior to this one, they had both top four on the last day. You know, but in, the gen- in general, it hasn't really been a good season for for, for Leicester. So I, I, I think both sides just just saw the game and just secured their spots. Although Leicester coming to the game off the back of a 5-1 win, I think they beat Watford 5-1. I think they beat another team five. So they have really, they just saw their spot and just kept it, and that's just it. Our next game, Everton versus Crystal Palace. Now Everton coming up this game, winning three two, coming from two goals down against Crystal Palace and beating them three two. It's a good result. It's a very good result for Everton. I mean, Everton were really poor, very poor, and it's amazing how you know every and it's not about football. These are fickleities. All your sins are forgiven you know, when you make the fans happy. And this is probably why I think a lot of players tend to bank on. In my opinion, I think everything, from what these players have done, I think they should really take their time and do a proper clear out, a clean sweep of a lot of all these players. Because if you guys had to wait till this day, I mean, the, according to Simon Jordan, it's Simon Jordan where he said the fans literally carried them. So the fans deserve a lot more credit, according to Simon Jordan, than even them. Because, like, how can they play like that all season, play so poorly all season, and then. The last day, they get points on the board, and everybody, oh, the sins are forgiven, and all of them are back. Sure, they're celebrating, they were safe, and all safe. Yes, congratulations, they were safe. But it's not really been a good, they shouldn't have been in this situation, they shouldn't be in this situation, they shouldn't have been in this situation, they shouldn't have been that down bad to really struggle to, to, to secure their Premier League status. I mean, everything should have, should probably even be like, okay, challenging maybe top seven, top eight, you know. Yes. Okay, maybe I'm asking too much of them. I'm sorry. Probably, probably I just forgot. I remember at the start of the season, they, were through, they only had, I think they could only spend a certain amount. So they had to rely on a lot of free transfers. So I, I, yeah, I think Everton, it's not really, yeah, I, I should take my comment back. I think Everton's situation was very weird. I mean, they, they, they are spending caught up with them over the last few years. And then they could only spend a lot. And that's why in the summer, they could only sign a lot, go a lot of free signings. I think they could only spend 35 million pounds last summer. So they do a lot of free signings. I mean, you have to see signings like Demary Gray. You have to see signings like um, I mean, they they were, they were quite okay. So I think it's kind of harsh for me to. I think it was harsh. It'd be harsh for me to expect Everton to be in the top half because looking at how the last summer went for them, I think that position they are, you know, to be in relegation battle, it's sort of um, it's sort of not too much of a surprise if you really look at how their previous summer went. You know, but it's good that they are safe. I mean, I have a soft spot for Everton. I do. I mean, they are like the Merseyside version of Tottenham. <laughs> that's what, there's this kind of soft spot I have for Everton. You know, that, that's sort of the reason why, you know, I don't really, um, I don't really. So it's fine. It's good that they won. Now, two goes up, two goes down. I think they brought Dele Ali at halftime, and Dele Ali came and sort of turned their game around. And this is another thing again. Half football is fickle. Fans already. Oh, Dele Ali is doing well now. I mean, it's just 45 minutes he played. But are you gonna forget the last three years when he was awful? The last three four years. It was awful. I mean, since Kanonji was forgiven, he has to really, you know, deserve the redemption. But now a lot of people will say, okay, let's keep... Anyway, the good thing is this, right? Spurs um, get some money if Daily Ali stays, right? So Daily Ali playing well, you know, is good because at least they get their money and then they can probably get some money and sell him. I mean, besides, Everton staying up is even good. I mean, who's going to buy Ariel Wings from us <laughs> if not Everton? <laughs> if not Everton, who's going to buy Ariel Wings from us? <laughs> That's again my point here. So the goals coming from um, Michael Keane, because the first goal was from Mateta, because Crystal Palace had beaten um, Everton, I think 3 0 or 4 0 in the FA Cup semi, and Mateta even scoring. So Mateta scoring again in this game, 1 0 up, and then the second goal um, for Crystal Palace coming from IU, 3 2, 2 0 up already at that time, and then at halftime, game turned around, 
first goal from King, good goal from Michael King. Um, just defenders tend to score those kind of goals, this kind of unusual kind of goals. So it was curling away from the keeper, and then it was a good goal. Then the second goal from Richarlison, and then the third goal. Imagine my shock, Cavalier winning a head, scoring a header off, off um, a free kick. Yeah, that's what happened. Cavalier scoring a free kick, and then 3 2, scoring a head off 3 2. But um, yeah, good result. And then at the fifth minute, a lot of the fans ran onto the pitch when Lewin scored that goal. At the fifth minute, because if they had by winning that game, their status was secured. So Lewin scoring that goal at that time, the fans ran onto the pitch. It was already you know scattered. But there's one thing we are forgetting here. You know, this, okay, something's happened. If I say some, something happened, you know, while the fans ran onto the pitch and everything. But it was with Vera, and I feel like a lot of fans were. When he stepped on the pitch, we went to celebrate, we went to that, and then Vera, I think he was coming to the pitch. He was he was on the pitch. He was trying to scare everything, and then you know, put everything back, and then some fan, Everton fan. I mean, that guy probably looked like a teenager, or probably even early twenties, if I'm not mistaken. He was golding, he was golding him right, and as I saw the the video because the the um, media right, they covered it and then they did they zoomed on, zoomed on the incident, and then Vera kicked him. Now, my take on that incident is this right. Listen. In when when it didn't happen, I saw the video from afar. My first thought is this: it's a very weird situation because see, he should not Vera should, Vera should not be in that situation. He should not have to be in that situation at all. These are what the stewards are for. These are what the stewards are for on the on the, on the stadium. Yes, I know you can't control everybody. The fans could overwhelm you sometimes. But sorry, I mean, the stewards should do better and. I and the fact that Vera is in a position where he has to defend himself from an annoying synod. Yes, synod. I'm not saying <laughs> an annoying synod is 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 mind-boggling. So I, I when I watched him, I was like, listen, he should he, he should expect him to be professional in an ideal world in quotes in that utopia everybody wants to create. Oh, he should be professional. He's this. He's the manager. He's that. Da da da. He should never ever retaliate. But if you look at the video that happened, if you look at the video. I mean, if you're managing a game, it's easy to say things when you're not in the situation, right? You're managing a game and you're trying to get your team coach. And then somebody's, you know, I mean, it's a football match. Celebrate with your, your fan, your, t- your team, and leave the manager. And they're like, oh, the guy gave him the FU sign. And then he caught, I think he abused the idiot some, some um, words that he said towards him. Obviously, nothing racial, though. It was just normal abuse, football abuse, and all that. And then he was, you know, fuck, F off, you know, that kind of thing. Then he was filming him and trying to get trying to rile him up. And then you riled him up and then he reacted. And everybody's and I'm I'm sort of I'm happy that the football world, a lot of fans, they did not they are not nobody's really going in on Vera. I'm happy about it. The only problem the only my only fear here is the the media and the punishment he could get for it. That's the problem here. The punishment he could get for it. Listen, in the context of the situation, I don't think Vera should be punished. Remember the Mike Tyson situation when Mike Tyson was in the airport on his own, similar to this, there's somebody behind him, you know. And Mike and listen to the video where Mike Tyson punched the guy. <laughs> that was very good. See, I like that because a lot of people. The I don't know if it's you know like over in the early thousands, that late nineties, before social media became this thing where people can see from afar. A lot of people, a lot of people have courage. So people that can stay indoors and have almost no, almost no interaction, physical interaction with anybody, they can just stay and almost physical interaction with anybody. And then they will not really. Some people don't know what it feels like to be punched in the face. Some people don't know what consequences mean. Some people do not know it. And some people need to feel consequences for them to stop some nasty behaviors that they have. Because think about this, right? If you, if you, if you, those kind of persons, for example, right? In social media, you say stuff, you say stuff, you're indoors all day, you could abuse people, and then you don't get away with it. 
and you go out there, you abuse more than you get. I mean, one day when you get punched in the face, you be like, okay, before I do this again, there's a chance I get punched in the face. So a lot of people are getting bold. So they're so bold to do something like that, and then you are surprised that I reacted. I mean, he's a human being. I'm not. I'm not unhappy about what Vera did. Personally, I'm not. I personally wish you would, would have punched him in the face. Because listen, a kick, the kick from the video didn't really look. Um, you know, didn't really look like the. It didn't look lasting on the on the on the on the D head. <laughs> it didn't look lasting on the person who we kicked. That's that awful. That idiot who we kicked. I feel like you'd have punched him in the face and a proper punch. So I mean, if I'm very, I'm like, if I'm gonna get punished, let me get punished properly. Let me know that I'm getting punished. <laughs> you know, but let me know that. I, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, and when when Vera kicked the guy, some other fans they they pushed him. One guy pushed him, and then he was running away. I'm like, this is this is exactly these people are not as courageous as you think they are. They're not courageous. They're a bunch of pe- um, they're a bunch of um scary cats. You know, they're a bunch of scary people. <laughs> because I mean, you pushed somebody and then you're running away. Yeah, yeah it's weird. And some everything was close to some everything fans. Obviously, they shielded him and you know protected him and said, listen, you know, sorry. And, and it's cool. It just means there's just just some few idiots who just behave like children in every football fan base. But anyways, good. I'm happy. Congratulations to Everton. Crystal Palace have nothing to play for. They just scared their season. And again, I want to you know um, talk about Vieira again. Vieira obviously had a very good season with um, Everton with Crystal Palace. Very good season. But if you look at what Crystal Palace where, where they're coming from the previous season, you know where they're coming from the previous season, and where they. We're able to be able to rebuild, get young players in, play a certain brand of football. You know, I would say Crystal Palace, they've done well this season. I mean, they've won games, they have to win. They've performed, they've defended with FA and get to an FA Cup semi final. Is it a semi, I think it's semi final, sorry, they're not have us in the FA Cup quarter final. So, Everton, so FA Cup semi final. Get to an FA Cup semi final in this, in this season, you know, getting knocked out by Chelsea, obviously, which it was not a surprise that Chelsea knocked them out. Then, you know, uh, the overall players. I mean, Crystal Palace for Vera. Vera has done a really good job at Crystal Palace, and I'm happy about it because, listen, um, I will say this. I say it and I'll say it again. His skin color, you know, like he's like a pioneer. Yes, I know they have another manager, but if you look at Vera, yeah, okay, yes, this is a proper, you know, a manager, um, black manager, you know, performing well for his, um, performing well as expected. So it's a good result for, good season for for Crystal Palace and good season for Vera. Um, I, I'm sure his CV is getting better because by him performing with Crystal Palace, obviously, and he does well again, it probably opens up better doors for him in the future. So, and open, open even doors for other black managers who could potentially, you know, have a role. So he's like a, he is like a, a pioneer, if you ask me. He's like similar what you would call a pioneer. He's very similar to that. Yeah, he's just opening doors for other managers. Yes, I know there have been other black managers, but the ones who have really performed well. You get so that's my point here I'm making. So that's why I feel like it. So good version of Vera. I'm very happy for him. And then Daily Ali, yeah. So I think that's my point on the, on the Everton game. So yeah, the fans celebrate Everton fans. I'm I'm not blaming Everton for celebrating because listen, if you go through what they went through the whole season, I'm sure you'll be celebrating. It's a sign of relief. And, but I think it was a bit weird for them to celebrate it's 50 minutes because we celebrate in 50 minutes. Imagine Christopher had equalize. What was the point? So I feel like it was a bit of an indiscipline from the Everton fans. And then again, there's a, I think there's a punishment for stepping onto the pitch, for pitch invasion. There are punishments. Well, you know, when invasion is done, some persons are really going to get um, punished. And then um, it's going to be interesting to see how it's going to happen. Um, yeah, so that's my game on the game. And our next game here, Southampton versus Liverpool. Southampton losing at home to Liverpool. Liverpool winning this game 2-1. And then um, the lineup Klopp uh, put out was very interesting. Put out, it, it made nine changes from the team that... 
um, won in the weekend for for ever they won the FA Cup. But very interesting. Although Shimika still played, Shimika played. I think Shimika played left back and everything. But I'm just surprised. I was surprised. Because I was like, ah, this guy's not taking this seriously. And you know, kudos to them. They won this game. Now, Southampton scoring first, good goal from um, Nathan Redmond, and then the second goal, Minamino equalized, good goal from Minamino, very fantastic goal, and he celebrated obviously because on loan at Southampton, he was on loan at Southampton last season, it sort of helped him, it sort of helped him, you know, recover his Premier League career, so it was a good, good, um, was good um, loan for him at ever at um, Southampton. Then he, Mina, Matip scored the second goal. Now the way the Matip goal was scored, it was kind of um, surprising. Because, I mean, was, I don't know I don't know how the header was. He was just looping into the net. And, not a loop per se, but he headed in and then he was going to the net. But just a very weird goal that ideally wouldn't really happen. But it happened anyways and, you know, they won 2 1. Kudos to Liverpool. So we're having an interesting, interesting title race decided on the final day of the season. Very happy. Congratulations to them. And then now we're going to go to the Europa League um, match. Europa League winners, Frankfurt. Um, versus Rangers. Frankfurt, this game ended 1-1 in normal time and um, penalty shootout, Frankfurt winning this game. There are many points here. Now, a lot of sports fans watch this game for, for different reasons. Now, as a sports fan, um, Kostic, Philip Kostic is a name that has been appearing, that has been in the lips of a lot of sports fans all season. Why? The system Conte plays relies on a left wing, on wing backs. And if you observe the way sports have been playing, the wing bars get a lot of the action, a lot of action. I mean, the game against Liverpool at Anfield, um, when this, the assist from Sesson, the positions Sesson kept finding himself in, the, apart from the assist Sesson gave to Son for Son to score the goal at Liverpool at Anfield, Sesson had another other chances. And also, Royal was getting into good positions too. Even prior to Doherty getting injured, Doherty was scoring and assisting. He had a very good he had this run where he was scoring and assisting before he got injured. So, so, so again, two good positions. And now we all looked out for Kostic, and Kostic didn't disappoint. Now the first goal was from Rangers. Joe Aribo scoring. Joe Aribo, our Nigerian, um, our Nigerian, our compatriot. You <laughs> good for uh, scored the goal. Mistake from um, Frankfurt. It was a slip, and then Aribo good finish from Aribo passing to the net. One 0 and then equalizer. Now Kostic was the one who made the assist. Kostic had been getting the position. Kostic had been shooting from that spot. Some goals, some balls going wide. Then the first one was a very difficult one. And then the assist from a cross from that position straight to Bore, Rafa Bore, who equalized. Bore scored against West Ham in the semi-final. But Kostic, you know, even in that game, he had another chance where he shot, you know, I think it was safe from the Rangers keeper. So Kostic was getting to position. So I was like, this is the guy, you know. I've mentioned his name before and I think I've mentioned it again. So that's the guy a lot of sports. Like, sports fans will be like, listen, you know, sports have to go a lot for him. I think he has like this final his contract. So, you know, I think sports have to secure Champions League football, you know, to ensure that they get his signature to make it easier. Because, I mean, he's getting Champions League football with Frankfurt, because Frankfurt have won the Europa League. So, he has getting Champions League football with them. So, sports have to make sure that they match that. And for me, I think that's, that's it though. But if, maybe sports can, maybe they can't. We'll see. Uh, they, they should be. No sports can get him anyways. You know, even if they. Don't. Okay, now I don't understand. I don't understand the total sports not qualifying because I mean it's gonna it's gonna piss me off because of how. I mean, we have to we have to beat Norwich on the final day because I can't imagine. Nah, I can't. I can't imagine this. I don't imagine it though. When it back to the game, a uh, good assist from Kostic. And Kostic was obviously having a good night. But if if Kevin Bassi didn't have that performance, it probably would have been Kostic winning the man of the match. But Bassi, you know. 
good assist. He, he made he had, an error where he had when he slipped and he had a good recovery where he ran and got it. Can play left back and play centre back. He was with us in the Nigerian national team when we played against. Not with us literally. He was in the national team when um, we got we, Ghana qualified at our expense. He I don't think he played. I think he played left back, played centre back. He didn't really play well on the day, on the day though. But then again, it's his debut and he was not really surprised. So it's more of a managerial issue than him not being good enough on the day. So one one it ends and listen. Europa League final is a final. There's one. There's one thing I also want to remember, right? Um, I sort of remember when I looked at. I, I would. I would want Spurs to get another European final again. I really do. The 2019 final we got to in Champions League final. The way I felt, you know, the final. Obviously, I would want us to win it, and it would have been better if we had won it because listen, I, that Champions League final I didn't watch it again till like the next year. I didn't watch the Champions League final for a year. The highlights I didn't watch it for a year. So that's how, but I'm just talking about pretty final loss. But the, the 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 feeling, you know, the fan base, the stadium, the fans, you know, it was just a European final is a very 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 beautiful feeling, right? And I would really want us to get back there and win it this time, you know, <laughs> winning this time exactly. And uh, the kudos to Rangers fans. Obviously, there was a bit of exchange between the Rangers fans and the Frank Frankfurt fans where they were throwing chairs at each other prior to the game at Seville, but. I I don't really think that's 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 sort of expected because it's more of a football uh, thing, you know. But then there are penalty shootout. So in penalty shootout here, there's one thing that happened. Traore and Machari is on loan from United. I think this is the second Europa League final that he's losing. But I, I don't. Really, I think it's a bit harsh to really judge him on that, you know. But it's a bit a little bit unlucky though. And then the PK shootout. Ramsey was the one who missed the deciding penalty. Ramsey, uh, Aaron Ramsey. And then Rafa Boris scoring to win, win the scoring the, uh, shootout that won it for Frankfurt. But why this is a bit interesting is this, right? The commentator, although they were English and obviously, but it felt like they wanted the British team to win. And you know, they were disappointed when Boris scored. Like the tone of their voice, you know, it wasn't really, it didn't really sound exciting. I like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> they didn't really sound excited, you know, and the commentator, they sound disappointed. But Frankfurt, they won this Europa League undefeated, so they deserve their win. Rodde, they had fine. I remember Sebastian Rodde at Bayern Munich, so I'm surprised that he had. I'm, I'm surprised that he has. Obviously, he will leave Bayern Munich eventually. I never knew. I knew he wasn't going to stay there for a long time. So even though um, I think Guardiola signed him, was it Frankfurt they signed him from? Or one? I can't remember the club they signed him for from. But it was you know, back. Deserved win. He was a captain and he lifted the cup. And um, congratulations to Frankfurt. So the summer sports again. I will talk about it. Um, Kostic is the guy that sports have to go for. I mean, he's getting to good positions. Offensively, he has been really good with them. And I would really be happy, you know, seeing him signing to the line for Spurs. Left wing back, very good. Anyways, I think that's our thoughts on the Premier League roundup. Sorry, not Premier League roundup. The football matches that happen in the midweek, um, the Europa League, the um, league matches that happen. And then we'll go, we'll go back to our big story quickly. We'll talk about the Mbappe um, saga. Um, um, I'll see you on that side of this, on that segment. Okay, time for the Mbappe transfer. Now, the Mbappe transfer um, has hit a bit of rocks. It has hit, it has hit the, the Titanic iceberg. That iceberg in Titanic, the, the move to Real Madrid from Mbappe has kind of hit that. We, we feel like the transfer is sort of sinking. I don't know what, the way things have changed, I will not be surprised if he eventually signs. But anyways, let me talk about my, some of the things I observed in the, first, in the last few days. Real Madrid were expecting um, a feedback from Mbappe on Tuesday. Expecting green lights, rather green lights on Tuesday, according to Fabio Romano. But he asked for some more time to reflect. 
on TSG. Then Dimazio tweeted and said, listen, he is close to staying at um, PSG and renewing his contract. And then Tarkredi um, Palmeri, an Italian journalist, tweeted and said, listen, um, he's on the offer they are offering Mbappe 60 million euros per year. And there's, there's an added to it 120 million euros signing on bonus. It's a five-year contract. Even prior to this, I was seeing some reports where they were offering him um, a chance in his... Um, they were giving him like a role in the um, um, director of football, technical role, that director of football kind of role. I was like, nah, this, this didn't sound believable though. I didn't really entertain this. I didn't really read much. Like, I was like, nah, this doesn't sound believable. But listen, a lot of fans are going out to Mbappe for, for considering to stay. Listen, I don't think there's a wrong or a right decision for Mbappe here. I don't think there is. Football fans, everybody from like you see, I've always said, I said, listen, everybody knows what to do when they're not in a situation. Everybody knows what to do. This, so I think if they, if you calculate the contract, I think that on in five years, probably like eighty-five million or eighty-four million euros per year. If you actually if you look at the amount of money that's going to be given, that is life-changing money. Would he get that at Madrid? I doubt. You know, with the amount of money that he's, I don't think so. So it comes down to, and to be fair, I never expected that Mbappe would be in this, would even consider staying back. I never consider with that, and and it's now anything is possible. He could stay, he could stay, but this is why I said, listen, Mbappe, f- football is just you know it's not really something that we just until it's on the dotted line, it's on the dotted line. You can't really speculate anything. But this is my thought on the situation. It's down to Mbappe. Like I said, there's no right or wrong decision for him. A lot of people would see it as a wrong and right decision. Like for me, I've always said that he des- Real Madrid is the club that he fits him the most. His profile, his personality, you know, everything. The all white, you know, he's literally suited for Real Madrid. He's a star player. And, and this is the thing: going to Real Madrid, it's not, it's not really something that comes along every time. You don't get that chance every time. And this chance is so clear. He's, I don't think he will get. I mean, yes, there'll be chances, but this chance is so. It's one that okay. You don't know if you get it again. Why? Yes, I know it sounds ridiculous. Mbappe will not get a chance again. It's Mbappe. Mbappe is, is a star player. You know, he's the number one guy. He's, he's, he's basically the poster boy for the French national team. He is the he is the guy. You know, so it's kind of weird to say ah, he's not gonna get a chance again. But we don't know that. You know, you know. I, I feel like listen, you've won everything you can win at PSG. If you have to look at this from different perspective, right? Everything he can win at PSG, he has it. He has gotten it. Ligon. Um, the French Cups, all of it, he has won it. He has the World Cup under his belt. I think he has the European. He has he won a trophy with France. So he's at that level where I think it's time to move on and test yourself. You know, at another another level. I think the next one is the Champions League. That's the next one. He's surely setting his sights on the Champions League. Uh, listen, it's time because PSG have always been getting close. Not, I mean, the closest they got to was last season. You know, the last previous two seasons when they lost the final to to Bayern Munich, right? But I, I feel like but Pierre, they've always been getting close. They've been getting close, but they've never really gotten over the line. You know, the thing that was closest, but they didn't get over the line, though. They lost to Bayern Munich. And la- they got knocked out this season by Real Madrid. They got knocked out last season. You know, I think by Man City last season. Knocked out by Man City last season. So, do you... Now, the questions come up now. Do you want to join the Real Madrid? The Real Madrid, the legacy of Real Madrid, the status they have, it is almost a given that they would be in a... They would be, they're in a greater position to win the Champions League than PSG. So it's up to him now. Are you gonna sit down and take the money? Because I mean, this is life-changing money. You probably won't get. And this is it's a very difficult position. It's just for him. The amount of money is being offered. It's gonna be in Paris. It's gonna be in France. His home nearby. You know, it, 
basically one of the best cities in the world, France. So he's still gonna be the poster boy for PSG, for France. You know, he's still gonna have his status as the star boy. But you're not gonna be in the top five league. You're not gonna be in that. You'll be in Champions League, yes, but you're not being. You're not be for Real Madrid, you know. And I feel like it's a bit of saltiness coming from a lot of Real Madrid fans, you know, where they are like saying the fact that Mbappe. And and this is why I I I think football fans will come on Twitter and say stuff. You know, you just can't understand the situation until you are in it, right? He's I don't know if Mbappe is a PSG fan, but they, say, they said he's a Real Madrid fan growing up. And the fact that he's literally gone. Listen, you know all these football fans stuff, all these things. You people only consider these things when. You're not playing football. Football fans, I mean, Paddy McKenney of um, who played who that considered that goal for Crystal for um, QPR against Manchester when Aguero scored that diamond goal, right? Listen, he's a United fan, but he was happy that you know QPR won. QPR, no, they didn't win. They, 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 QPR, he was happy about QPR that they, were, they stayed up that season. Are you gonna say that oh because the United fan is gonna go and sabotage when they played? Even when, I think they lost to United that season. When they played, they're, like, oh, they're gonna sabotage. No, you don't do that. It's, prof- it's, a, different, it's a different world from being a fan. And besides, being a fan does not really improve your viability or anything. It doesn't make you good enough. It's by that, all of us will be playing for our, the fans, the club we support. Exactly. And so the Mbappe situation here, you know, it's down to this. I think even Haaland is a Leeds fan. Ellen Haaland is a Leeds fan. Is Haaland gonna play for Leeds? No, it's not because Leeds can pay what he wants. Is the offer they can so a lot of all this fan stuff, right? Leave it by the side. I don't. Think, but I feel. But listen, I don't think. I don't think it's a like I said. I don't think it's a bad decision. Whichever one he takes, I don't think it's a bad decision. It's down to it's just take one or the other. But he will see earn a lot of money even at Real Madrid. So I don't know. I think left. Listen, if I was in his shoes, I would take Real Madrid. I would if I was in his shoes because you've done everything you have to do in France. Everything already. You've won every single thing in France. That you can win, possible. It's time to go to Real Madrid. Take this green. That's is a different level, yes. But you will now be you, Real Madrid PR. Real Madrid um, status will propel him to that next level. And you know, and Ronaldo, a lot, and a lot of football fans will say, "Oh, I love Ronaldo." I think, yeah, he's getting a hit from not just even the PSG fans. So, so not from Real Madrid fans, even from Ronaldo fans. The Ronaldo fans are saying. Oh, Ronaldo, um, don't compare Ronaldo, you know, da 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 Ronaldo left Real United. They're trying to paint a narrative. Ronaldo left Real United to um, uh, Real Madrid, where they were just knocking, getting out of the Champions League. They were trying to paint a narrative. Listen, it's Real Madrid. Real Madrid's status is there already. It's not even... Forget about <laughs> what these people are saying, right? <laughs> yeah. But I think I, I, I would be surprised if Mbappe... Listen, I don't even know again. This is the weird thing. I don't even know again. I will be surprised if he, if he stays. I would be surprised. Honestly, I would be very surprised if he stays. I would be very surprised. It's not even a case of ifs, buts, or whatever. I would be very surprised if he stays. Yes, he looks like he should stay at PSG, but I, I think he just probably wants to think, rethink things and weigh up his options. But I think uh, Real Madrid will be in his ear and saying, listen, this is a chance you might not get. I mean, it looks a lot more attractive for him to play for Real Madrid. You will play for Real Madrid, probably get the number seven. Probably have your status, your name in the. It's probably like that next level to put his name among the greats. It's PSG, yes. PSG are like they just won a lottery. They're not really a prestigious club. Uh, they're not really on Real Madrid's level. So I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think for me, I think he would, he should. I think he should go. He should join. But then again, he can be at PSG. At PSG, he can be. The, he can. He can. It's a lot more difficult for him to pull PSG out of the bootstrap than just joining Real Madrid. So, anyways, whatever decision he takes. It will be the right decision for him, okay? If you choose money, I mean, listen, it's money. It's a short career. Get stuck as much as you can stack, and, and keep him moving. If you if you move to Real Madrid, your status, you know that and everything. Yeah. So whatever he does, 
it's a good decision for him you know and that's just my take on the whole thing but anyways that's my thing on the that's the end of today's episode um Premier League season is not decided. A lot of stuff is decided on the final day, like I said. And the final day is going to be interesting. On Sunday, woo, I can't wait. Um, hopefully, Spurs win. Hopefully, we beat Norwich. We beat Norwich like 4-0 or 3-0. And just, you know, just ensure that Son wins the Golden Boat, right? And then, you know, and then we'll have a good... And we'll have a look forward to the next season, the summer window, where we make good signings, you know. And the links that Spurs have had, you know, the players Spurs have had, you know, I think I'll do a lot more... Um, on the final day, I think on Monday when I return, we'll have a lot more to talk about. About the final day season, talk about transfers, how the summer could be, and some movements and all that. But I am, it's all for this episode. Thank you guys for listening, and um, have a nice weekend. Take care.